Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a really fun episode last week. Ryan and I hopped on and talked about all the fun things in Kingsland. We had a fun conversation about Tyrese Halliburton's alleged muscle game. Gain. We talked about the Summer League, Kings defense, and we recapped the episode with the NBA schedule release. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you find your podcast. Bringing my co-host today, as always, Ryan. was good? How was that? You know, I... I... I know I said last week that I was going to have shitty beers, okay? But the boys came over and, you know, they have these Sierra Nevadas, which, you know, say whatever you want. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're, they're a better quality beer than my cheap ones. But like we said last week, those Keystones and those Coors and those Bud Lights, man, they just really crack. Okay. So I, I promise I will get there one day. But other than my shitty beer crack this week, uh, it's been good. It's been a good week. Um, I'm really excited because football season is almost here. Uh, college football this week, hook them. Uh, so, you know, that's something to look forward to, you know, so we're really getting into that, uh, you know, that fall winter, uh, sports time frames coming up. So, um, yeah, it's good stuff, man. I'm excited to be here. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah. Fall time. I love the fall football starting. Um, it's cooling down a little bit. I'm not hot as shit all the time. Um, yeah, I think usually this time of year, I definitely, I'm ready for that fall and the football come around the corner, but then still talking about the Kangs and there's still a lot going on. Well, there's not really too much going on, but there's a lot of the rumors and the big rumors really just about the same continuous stuff about Ben Simmons. And outside of that, everything else has been pretty, uh, I guess it's been pretty low key in Kingsland. You know what I mean? Like coming off the summer league, a lot of chatter Kingsland has been kind of dry this last week. Um, what's kind of been your take on the Kings all around, Ryan? Have you noticed anything trending out there? No, it's all the same stuff, man. The Ben Simmons crap. Uh, you still, you know. Ooh, all right, one. Th- I take that back. I was thinking about this say one thing that is trending around Kingsland is starting to pick up a lot of traction. Is you know, um, Iris Halliburton equals untouchable, and Davion Mitchell somehow, who has yet to play a game in the NBA, is you know getting traction in Kingsland and other you know, groups as untouchable player. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. So I did see that a couple times this week from some people that, you know, I kind of respect. And, uh, you know, for them to just start throwing out, you know, just untouchables to a guy who's never played a game in the NBA is pretty uh, pretty remarkable. So um, outside of that stuff, it's same old, same old shit, man. You know, the Ben Simmons stuff, um, the Buddy Heald hate, 
the Marvin Bagley hate. Um, everybody loves Davion Mitchell and everybody loves Tyrese Halliburton. And uh, some people think Tyrese Halliburton is better than De'Aaron Fox. So just a typical, just a typical day in Kingsland. Hey, um, a typical day in Sacramento. That's it. King's Twitter. I, I meant to bring this up the last couple of episodes because, you know, we used to be really active on King's Twitter before we found founded uh, Kingsland, before we really took off with King's Cast. King's Twitter is so dead. It's just, uh, yeah, there's just no no takes are coming on there also. Uh, I'm definitely not going there for takes. Um, I guess with a little bit of a dry week, we still like to come at the people weekly because there's always something we can have a take about, you know? And I thought it might be a fun time to come in with a, an episode. It's something I've been thinking about for a while of talking about with you. And I, I, I would call it the, like the single superstar conundrum, you know, and that's um, it's, it's something that I think that could happen with Sacramento if they don't get their shit together. Um, and re- really brought this on was this past week. Uh, I saw a post about Damian Lillard. And I've always been a really big Damian Lillard fan. I've, I've thought, you know, there was there was years where I thought he was on par with his, anybody in the league and he didn't even make an all-star team, you know. Um, but the post, it was basically saying he had made the playoffs however many years with zero, uh, you know, all-stars, zero all-defensive players. Basically saying that he, he was a really good player on a team with nobody with any accolades. Um, and all he did is just basically make the playoffs and just kind of get bounced, you know. And I thought about this and how it tied into the Kings because I feel like Deer and Fox is going into that next trajectory the next couple of years. And I feel like there's got to be a lot of urgency uh, from the Kings to fucking do something, you know. And what really, really scares me, I already wasted one star in, in DeMarcus Cousins, I feel like, and not getting anybody around him, you know, at, when he was at his peak. And one of my biggest fears is being a Kings fan and getting a player um, like, you know, De'Aaron Fox. And they have an inability to surround him with an all, another all-star. And I, like I said, it's the single superstar conundrum. You know, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's 100% correct. Um We've brought this up multiple times, but I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Damian Lillard thing. So um, since Lamarcus Aldridge, all right, and I want to say it was 2015. Yeah, 2015. Uh, yeah, you're right, dude. Portland hasn't had an all-star, a six-man of the year, an all-NBA player, literally nothing. <laughs> That's absurd, and he's still routinely taking them to the playoffs. Um, I want to say the year before last, the year before the bubble year, so 2019, they went Western Conference Finals, if I remember correctly. Um, so it's like, dude, Damian Lillard's just over there rotting away. But yeah, Sacramento can 100% fall into that. You know, they it happened, you know, a decade ago with DeMarcus Cousins. They failed to surround him with the right type of players. Um, and they need to be careful. And that's why, you know, that's why me and Eric have been so adamant about, like, nobody's untouchable on this roster. And KC's on this too is you you got to have two superstars you have to, and uh, you know De'Aaron Fox is a budding superstar and they need to go get a player they have to you know trying to rely on a Tyrese Halliburton to develop or a Davion Mitchell Mitchell to develop um, it, it's it's not going to work you know I let's not say all right not not that it's not going to work but um, you know it's not going to work as fast 
And with somebody like Darren Fox, you need to work fast because you realistically have this year and next year. And then if by the all-star break the year after that, if Sacramento is not in a winning position, you haven't done anything to put team around him, that guy's going to start knocking on the door and start saying, Hey, you know, I want to be traded. I'm unhappy here. And it happens fast. You know, it it happens super, super fast, you know? So Sacramento, you've got to do something. There's got to be a sense of urgency around the franchise. So a couple stats here. So, Damian Lillard came out right at the gate, 19, 20, 21, first three years. But year four, Damian Lillard dropped 25 points a game. That's when he took it to the next level, elevated his game. After that, it's 27, 26, 25, 30. So 25 points a game in year four. Um, And then if you look at De'Aaron Fox, who just finished year four, he's – and and so Damian Lillard, I'll, I'll read a couple more stats, actually. Year four, 25 points. And 6.8 assists. Those are the two big stats for point guards. De'Aaron Fox in year four, 25 points and seven assists. So statistically, he's up there with who many could consider the best point guard in the the game right now. I don't, you know, and I'm not saying like, oh, he's going to, De'Aaron Fox is going to be this, and you know, Damian Lillard, best point point guard in the game. But what I am saying is that the guy is clearly super fucking talented. Um, he just signed a big contract, so he's going to be here. You're building around him, and he's on on par and on pace with other great players in the league. You know, that's why I really saw that post, and it got me really thinking. It was it was just such a uh, it was it was a wake up call, you know, and like you, it, it really tied in perfectly with all the topics going on the last month or so when it comes to uh, getting. Uh, getting a superstar. So Pascal Siakam and Ben Simmons, right? And like you mentioned, people untouchable. They're t- talking about untouchable. Well, you know, uh, uh, Damon Lillard played with another really good player. He, he plays with CJ McCollum, all right? CJ McCollum is a guy who, uh, at necessity, got overpaid, but he never made an all-star game, you know? He never made an all-star game, and he's pretty much a 20-point-a-game scorer, I guess. I don't know where it's, it's off the top of my head. He's good, but he's not next level. You know, he's not superstar. He's just a really solid player, you know, uh, there's, and there's a lot of guys in the league that have fallen into that. Um, and, and I feel like, like Halliburton, that's kind of where I feel like his trajectory is. I, I don't know if that guy will make an all-star team. It's very, very difficult to make an all-star team. Mike baby didn't make an all-star team here, you know, and there's a lot of great players who never made all-star teams um, or never were superstars. They were just really, really good players and that's okay. You know, and I think that it's pretty, you know, crazy to say that you wouldn't trade Hal Burton to go get a guy who's already made like multiple all-star teams, multiple de- all defensive teams. You know, it, it, it's just, don't you think, Ryan, that there's pretty much no place to go in the NBA when you're building a team is it, except for to get the best players that you can. That's what all the good teams do. So why, would, why, why, why do people not see that? Well, you know, it, you know, it's really amazing to me. You brought up, you know, Ben Simmons's defensive accolades. And um, I firmly believe that he is the best defensive player in the league. I, I think it's not even close. You know, you could say whatever you want about Rudy Gobert and him winning the defense player of the year and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, uh, Ben Simmons guards every person on the court. Uh, he is the best defensive player in the league. Uh, and, for, you know, you, all we heard from Kings fans all year was, his defense is terrible. We need defense. We need defense. We need defense. And there's a legitimate chance that you can go get the best defensive player in the league at what, 24, 25 years old, um, point forward guy, six foot 10, 
will average 17 and, you know, nine assists and eight, nine rebounds every single year. And you don't want to go get him in hopes that a guy who played 30 minutes this year and averaged 13 and five uh, is going to turn into that. And, you know, that that's the issue right there. That That is the issue right there. It's, you know, you're unwilling to take what's in front of you. And you've been begging for a player like Ben Simmons. And I'll say it again. You know, I said it a couple of weeks ago. You know, you take that series out of the playoffs and Kings fans are salivating at the opportunity to get Ben Simmons. You know, yes, he has his flaws, but at the end of the day, he's a six foot 10 guy who's super talented, super young, multiple ass, you know, multiple time all-star and arguably the best defensive player in the league. So it's, it's really remarkable to me that people are throwing Davion Mitchell and saying no, and Tyrese Halliburton and saying no, it's absolutely absurd. At, you know, I, I, I wrote this down today. Um, you know, shout out Ziggy's my boy, my boy over there at Ziggy's, uh, he hit me up and he's like, you think Ben Simmons is going to come here? And I said, no, I don't think he's going to come here, but you know, I, I, I listed this lineup if he did. Okay. And, and the lineup realistically would, would probably go De'Aaron Fox, Terrence Davis, Harrison Barnes, Ben Simmons, Rashawn Holmes, you know, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know what I mean? That just the, the, the Rashawn Holmes and Ben Simmons, you know, as our two big men, that's that duo right there is one of the better duos in the NBA. And then you, and then you put Harrison Barnes into that mix, you know, those three guys right there with their size and, and defensibility and their versatility, um, that team right there, that team makes playoffs. hundred percent. I think that team makes the playoffs in the West. So um, for all you people who are hating on that, it's just remarkable to me. But I just wanted to throw that out there. So, you know, I, Jason Anderson today reported something that got posted in Kingsland that the Kings are out. First, they were favorites to land them, and then they're out. They're basically out because the asking price is too high. So I don't know. You know, who, who are we? We, have, we got no sources. That's not what we do. I, I'm not going to pretend like I know more. But, you know, to me, that on that, it does seem like it's a – it just seems like, the, like, why would it come out that they're pulling out? You know, I think what's going to happen is at the end of the day, the Sixers are going to have to make a trade. They're going to realize that their crazy price isn't there, and they're going to have to get the best available deal. Um, you know, that's kind of what happened with the Kings with Boogie. You know, for a lot of years, there was it was it was rumored that the Celtics and a lot of our teams would make play for Boogie, and it never really happened. Um, because the Kings asking price or they wanted to hold them or whatever the reasons were. And then they really, the Kings really, really came down to the final hour that year. Uh, and, and they had to make that trade and pull the trigger and get, and you kind of yeah, get what you get. So, you know, what, whatever happens with Simmons, obviously that with the, with the realist agreements, that's our preferred guy, but just even more nuanced into the take right outside of Simmons. I mean, let's talk about the NBA though. Like what, 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 what can you do? You know, what can you do? You, you have, you have a these superstars spread out throughout the league. They're willing to kind of consolidate into a, a, a few teams. And then just because of the, the late career um, you know, veteran minimum and the buyout market, these teams just kind of can reload with players who, who are willing to play a short period of time. Well underpaid. I mean, that's basically what the league has become. We talked about it with KC when, when we had, we did our episode not too long ago about how, um, it's kind of this myth, right? It's this myth that you're going to draft a young core and develop them all the way through. You know, we, I basically said on that episode that that's never, it's only ever happened um, in, in a couple cases. And, and, and really it's only ever happened when there is a top 10 basically player of all time 
on your roster. Then you can draft, quote unquote, a core and build around him. That's the only time it's ever outside of that. Teams have been have had to trade and wheel and deal and, and do all this stuff. And even in, in the modern NBA, if you look in the last however many years, um, you know, that's what every team has had to do. They've had to pair superstars and they've tried that. I mean, that's basically the model, you know? And so when you have one superstar, you're especially Sacramento, you're lucky to get just one superstar at that point. Right now, the Kings have future assets. Their draft picks are intact. They have young guys on the roster who aren't busts, who are tradable. Um, you know, they, they can match contracts and break contracts up. So they're kind of a, a good candidate, really, in a position to make a play for one of these guys. And, and that's really, to me, you know, that's the only option that you have, right? Yeah, that's it. Like I said, you got to be super aggressive. There has to be a sense of urgency. You know, you're in a position right now, you brought up a good point about being able to match to match contracts, you know, and, and not only match contracts, but like valuable guys, you know, that this is, you know, Buddy healed, you know, a lot of people don't like his contract. I really don't mind it just because the de-escalating factor, but Buddy healed has an elite capability and that's three point shooting. And a lot of teams have no problem paying that contract, you know, so that that's a great point matching contracts and stuff. But um, again, you know, going back to urgency, it, you have to. It's the only way it is the only freaking way that you're going to do it. Because if you try to wait out, you know, what happens if Tyrese Halliburton, you know, God forbid you keep him. Okay. And he tears his Achilles, not this year, next year, you know, Sacramento misses the playoffs this year, next December, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton tears a, an ACL or tears an Achilles. Okay. Cheeks are bad. And Darren Fox is like, you know what? I got a year and a half left on my contract. Halliburton's not going to play this year. He's probably going to miss next year. I want fucking out. You guys haven't done anything to surround me with anybody. I want out. What are you going to do then? You know, you have to have the urgency to win. You always have to have the urgency to win when you have a great player like Darren Fox. So um, obviously you guys know where we stand, you know, go get a fucking player, dude, go get somebody. I'm, I'm tired of the what ifs, you know, well, what if how, you know, Halliburton turns in hypothetically Halliburton could be this or Davion Mitchell can be this. Nah, Ben Simmons is this. He's the best defensive player in the game. You know, he's 25. He's a proven guy. He, I, I really believe that, that Ben Simmons can get it done, and I think Sacramento needs to go make that move. The, 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 well, that's what I said. It's like, it's like false belief. People like to hope that you draft and develop a whole bunch of players, and then you, it's like you know everyone cheers for him. And uh, Ty, Tyrese Halliburton, I, I just wonder, like, you know, we all – it all circles around too about our theories on rosters and roster building and managing assets and young players, man. It, it's like, it's several years till you get them to a, a, the next level. If they reach the next level, you know what I mean? If they happen to reach it. Um, and I think his belief that Tyrese Halliburton is, is there's going to be this natural steep gr curved growth year over year. I don't know. Like I said, he played 30 minutes last year. Um, he still has some physical development to to go through before he really takes the next level. You can't dominate the league at 6'5", 170 pounds. Like, you know, I mean, it's, uh, he, he's got to get thicker. He's got to get better at all around. I mean, it, to go to come out and just tear it up. I, I don't know. It, it's 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 super risky. And, and when you have a guy like that who is really he is good, you know, it's just it's like what's the best move for the Kings in, in, in short term. And, and then really, I guess for the future, it's go get the superstar. Um, I I'm kind of, I've always kind of been, I've had this take 
in my back pocket, Ryan, because, you know, Monty McNair came from Houston and that was the ultimate, like, we're going to do whatever the fuck we need to do franchise. That was the franchise that was like, you know, they, way back in the day, I mean, they traded, they were aggressive and traded for, you know, for Tracy McGrady. I mean, they, they traded all kinds of picks and stuff for players. I mean, even, and then recently, you know, with, with Chris Paul going there and then Dwight Howard going there. And I think at one point they had Carmelo Anthony there with mm-hmm. James Harden there. Um, you, you know, yeah. Russell Westbrook there. I mean, that, that's a franchise who just constantly goes because they get it. Um, it, it they're, I'm just trying to think there's been so many, so many bad, uh, really good players on bad teams over the last decade where teams just tried to do this. They tried to go through the draft and play that, play that game and it didn't work out for them. Um, the Pelicans with Anthony Davis, the Timberwolves with Kevin Love. I mean, people, if you're pretty young out there, you know, time has passed. Kevin Love was extremely dominant when he was in Minnesota. They couldn't get him around anybody. Um, if, 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 if you look at the Kings of the Cousins, Damian Lillard, um, I mean, if you look at the Timberwolves, even again with Carl Anthony Towns and stuff, I mean, they brought in Jimmy Butler, but then they immediately got off that. But, you know, that at least they tried to do that. And what happened? That was like the best year Made the playoffs. Timberwolves have had in, in the last 10 years, you know? Um, that, I mean, that the, year, that year right there is the reason why Sacramento holds the playoff drought record. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the list really does go on and teams in the circumstances it's it's you know a lot of fans they like to give the takes based on just kind of how they feel and stuff and sometimes facts are facts and stats are stats and it is what it is baby and what it is is that the kings have a superstar and they don't have any guaranteed all-stars on their roster but they do have assets and um the best way to to get there is and if really it's we're not saying it can't work but um uh, why take the roundabout way? Why take the roundabout way? You know, um, it, it's, I think the thing is with the Kings that the tankers, their point was always Brian, that they're going to, the Kings are, are stuck in a purgatory, you know, a standstill, if you will, like this, this no man's land in the standings where they keep getting stuck there. And uh, that was their reasoning for blowing it up. And for us, we're always like, you kind of just got to stay there and continue to get better. The thing is about this young draft thing now, they've gone through several drafts now. You know, they have. Um, when you, I, I think I'm, I, I'm okay staying in that purgatory, but I think after this year um, and, and after next offseason, if they don't, if they really don't make the move for the all star, I, I think that's like you said, it kind of falls into the timeline you were talking about. I, I think I would get really frustrated as a fan. I do think Darren Fox is going to get really frustrated because I think that uh, player mobility has just become easier and easier and easier. Um, you see it all over now, and guys are just willing to be vocal and force their way out of situations. And um, I think he'd have all the rights if, if, Sacramento can't get to the playoffs in the next three years. You know, it's just a big, it's a big fear. It's a big fear. And I, I don't know what, it, I don't know what the mindset, you know, one of the things is that the, the people talk about the money coming back. So, uh, you know, against Simmons, particularly Ryan, Oh, he, he it's, he's paid a ton, you know, but the Kings, but the Kings last year paid, uh, you know, they paid, over what they did in Simmons' salary in a bunch of bad players, you know, going into a year just two years ago, they had um, between Trevor Ariza, um, Dwayne Dedman, and Corey Joseph. I mean, they were probably pushing thirty million right there on him, plus Bielisa, his five thirty-five. So, you know, it's like that's great. He gets paid a lot, but like the Kings have easily overpaid shitty players 
on their roster for a bunch of years. So, you know, what's, what's, why does that matter as long as is he's productive, right? Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't understand. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand every day I log on to Kingsland and every day I'm seeing this, you know, I'm seeing the, the Ben Simmons hate and the, he's too expensive, this and this, and yay, I'm not going to sit here and, and beat a dead horse, man. Right. Sacramento needs to go get a superstar. You need to go get Ben Simmons. For all of you who are saying that, you know, Tyrese Halliburton's untouchable and Davion Mitchell's untouchable, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, you're wrong and you're going to regret it, you know, calling guys like that untouchable. You know, I, I wish nothing but success for everybody on Sacramento, but at the end of the day, I'm realistic about the situation, you know, and I think a lot of people, you, you were talking about natural progression for Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of people are expecting him, and a lot of people have a misconception about him playing minutes last year. He played 30 minutes. A lot of people, you know, we talk about this all the time. A lot of people think he – I think one guy said he played 12 minutes, Eric. Remember that? Remember that guy who said he played 12 minutes a game last year? And it's like, you obviously don't pay attention. You know, he played 30 minutes a game. Tyrese Halliburton's not automatically just going to jump up to 20 points per game this next year. It's not going to happen. You know, as long as Buddy Heald and, and Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes are on this roster, he's not going to get the touches like that. Um, and Darren Fox, you know, Darren Fox is going to average 26, 27 points a game last year, next year. And that leaves Halliburton about par with what he did this year. 13 to 15 a game is what I'm expecting from him. You know, so for all of you people who just think he's going to make that natural progression into a borderline all-star, you're wrong. It's not going to happen. So um, I'm all about the sure thing, man. I really, I really, really think Ben Simmons is really, really, really good. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we go, we've, we've gone round and round on the topic and um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's the NBA is really competitive. And the, what I like about the NBA is they do a good job of um, uh, with their salary cap and how it works. It kind of forces you to maneuver it. The flaw, I, the flaw I think though, is, is that buyout market too. And that's what really sucks too. You know, that, that that's become a huge competitive. We didn't see that. We never saw that when we were younger. You know, you, you didn't see guys just like like an Andre Drummond, for example. Like, I'm going to just take like nothing right now and go play over well, here. Or DeMarcus Cousins that year is coming off injury and went to well, the... Well, technically, technically, these guys are getting... The DeMarcus Cousins one was different, but these guys are getting paid. Like, Drummond did get paid last year. He got paid from Cleveland. You know, and then he went to the Lakers and he made the minimum. So the guys are that's that's the misconception as well, right? There is that they're not getting the guys are getting paid, you know. So they go sign these big contracts, it doesn't work, you know, and they're like, Okay, I'll take 75% of what I was gonna make and I'll go I'll go contend for a title for one year and then I'll get paid the year after. It's not a big deal. Um, it definitely has its disadvantages for small market teams, you know, teams like Sacramento, Portland, you know, Minnesota. Cleveland, you're not, you know, Indiana, Milwaukee, even to an extent still, you know, you're not going to get these guys on the buyout market. So it's, it's a little unfair because, you know, you're getting these superstar players who are really controlling, controlling the fate of the NBA, you know, they're, they're, they're really controlling the fate of, a, of an entire season by deciding who they want to go with, you know, and I'm, you know, I, I, I want to say DeAndre Jordan just got, got bought out by the nets or whatever wave by the nets. And it's like, dude, this dude is already in talks to go to LA, you know, to go team up with the Lakers now. And it's like, you know, you know, it's not hate. It's more just, you know, this, you know, this type of system is just really designed to keep small market teams down. It is, you know, it's, it's an unfair situation. So, um, 
That we talked about that. Know. We talked about that though. On there's a couple things in the league that does that, and we talked about it last week on the schedule. We talked about John Morant and De'Aaron Fox. You know, we I would love to see that matchup, and and it's yeah. Sometimes in your small market, like they they don't take care of you when it comes to to, to showcasing your team, um, and you're already hurt in that free agency buyout market situation. Um, so really, yeah, it, it's all. It goes back though to the the only way to really get a superstar is to draft one or to trade for one. You know, those are the basically if you're Sacramento, those are the two ways. And we know that to be able to be a good team in the NBA, you have to have more than one. You, you might need more than two. You can get off with two, but you need a lot of players around you. And um, that's that's the thing. You know, that's the thing. I think right now is the perfect time for the Kings to strike iron, really, because they'd be able to match salaries and two quality players, you know, and even if it's not Ben Simmons, it's like looking, it's constantly looking elsewhere, you know, um, but Buddy Hield, everybody hates Buddy Hield all the time and everybody hates Marvin Bagley. But if you include Marvin Bagley, Buddy Hield, a first round pick and Tyrese Albert in a trade, everyone loses their shit, you know, and, and so. Sometimes you got to pay to play your picks reload and your and, and the other thing too, is your cap space will open up too. So you can always sign a player here and there. Um, overall though, you know, Ryan, a lot of people are frustrated because I think they want the swing for the fences. You know, the, you, you want that big, big hitter, but I, I like what Monty McNair has done. I mean, he has, he has filled the Kings roster with NBA players and that's a pretty good thing, right? That's something that I think the last probably two years, there's a lot of players who aren't NBA players that have played significant minutes for the Kings. You know what I mean? 100%. And this time last year, you know, going into the season, we were talking about how horrible the Kings bench was before the season started, you know, and, and, you know, being 10, maybe even more deep, you know, you have your five and then you got Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, Terrence Davis, Alex Len, oh, uh, Mark, Mo Harkless, Marvin Bagley, like, you know what I mean? That you're deep right now, you know, and you're not, you don't have superstar. You don't have that top tier talent, but you have legitimate NBA talent, you know, one through 10 right now. So uh, that is a positive. It is, it is, you know, so um, things are looking on the up and up and, you know, hopefully the Kings can make a big swing and land us a star. Cool. So, hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact and be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. And we're very active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. So check that out. Um, and then to stay up to date with the podcast, you can always find that at Kingscast. So, with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go, Kings. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.